Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's yes. yours truly, producer Ashley Chandler. I'm back. I know you all missed me so much. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a little excited to be back on the show this yeah, week. Yeah, it's yeah. been a couple weeks. So, yeah. How well, you doing? I'm good. good. And I am your chaplain, Jim Parkin. She's Ooh. so excited. She forgot to tell you <laughs> Everybody knows but, who you are. It's fine. Oh man, you have no. been like I said offline here. You have been crushing, in the, crushing it in the producer spot, like fully. Because as everybody knows, if there's one thing I'm not, it's organized. So you gotta have. I people, thought you were so gonna say techie. I thought you were gonna say techie. <laughs> I'm not that either, but organized for sure. So you have to have people on your team that are organized. If you're not organized, it's just, yeah. you have, you have phenomenal ideas though. And you've got a lot of kind of spider webs into different avenues of Uh podcasts and information and peoples and stuff like that. And that overwhelms me. So you're building to have someone to harness it. Yes. So if you, when you just say, okay, look at this, look at this, look at this. I'm like, you've done the hard work for me. All I need to do is like type out a nice, you know, or make the call or something. So this has been a really cool, I think this has been an experiment for a season for us, for the show. Um, Cause you know, we've, we've talked about this, you know, a little bit and selfishly, I kind of want some feedback from just our listeners and this community Mm -hmm. and stuff too. Cause you know, some of what we talked about, you know, even the last month of just having people from this industry, even more so be able to speak into mental health and the wellness Mm -hmm. of this industry. And if you're not in it, you, you don't see it and you can't support in the same capacity. right? Right. As far as, I mean, you gave that example of, where does the first responder go to get counseling, you know, to the regular average Joe counselor that deals with A, B, or Z, you know, I mean, and which is fine. I know counselors deal with a, a slew of stuff, but this is very, this is very particular. This is very special. Right. Um, yeah. And very, and very you different. have people that, that have never heard someone come in a room and, and say the thing, you know, and then they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't do anything for you. Yeah. Right. So so the discussion, you know, there's been a couple up there's been some shows, there's been some conversations where I've been more the listener. I've been right. more just being able to listen and glean from it and learn. And which is phenomenal. That's been one of my favorite aspects about being a part of this all this time is that I'm the accountant. I'm the bean oh, no. counter. I'm the paper pusher. And I'm right. jumping into this having no clue. My mom was an RN on the ICU floor. She didn't really come home and talk about a lot of stuff. So even just within that, there's just a, not mm-hmm. a lot of medical. I don't have any law enforcement in my family. I don't have any direct family members that served in any branch of the military. I had a couple of grandparents that did, but they never were deployed. So there's just a, I'm very limited on my direct understanding and experience, right? Right. So um, I have a limitation 
as far as my ability to speak to and have that depth of conversation and some of the things that we discuss on this podcast. And so I can share my perspective. I can share my heart. I can share my encouragement, which is very important. But just kind of discussing is, is, am I getting to a wall where I've reached kind of my capacity to be able to serve as a host? Or, you know, am I able to continue asking questions that maybe it kind of draws out and and gets us kind of talking about some things that maybe, you you know, you guys would kind of skip over had I not been, okay, wait, wait, what does that mean? What does that look like? How does that impact, you know? Um, So, I know, just stuff to think about, whatever. But um, I've... With all that to be said, it's been really cool to hear the conversations um, the last two hosts or the last two guests for the last couple of weeks. Been mm-hmm. really, really cool, phenomenal, just life being shared. Right. It, right. Really cool. Um, but then I've also missed, <laughs> you know, being, well, being yeah, right in the middle of it, true. too, you know. So, yeah. So, well, I mean, that's that's like, what I don't know what we're on, but like 150 something episodes yeah. of being on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're, let's try this. Let's do this transition. Yeah. Let's get it organized. Let's maybe I've reached this limit, you know, but like, yeah. So kind of to recap for our listeners, like two weeks ago, we had Lisa on from MMR and that. Yeah. Like that story, man. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, dude, I can't even imagine. And then I find out like the supervisor from Genesee County that she's talking about, he hits me up like last week. He's like, Hey, listen to that at the last episode, you know, with, with Lisa from Saginaw. He said, I was the supervisor that had to go to that. No way. And I'm like, dude, I can't even any, I can't even fathom. And he said, I just wanted to say, I appreciate you guys talking about that and doing that. It's like, it's really important, but like, so it's, it's picking up ground within MMR. Yeah. The podcast is, you know, so, so it's important to get people on within the industry to share their, what they've, their, their story and what, you know, what they've, what they've seen, what they've done, what they've gone through. You well, know, and I think important. that it continues, you know, the, some of the verbiage that is being used nowadays is normalizing X or normalizing Y, like normalizing experience and to have somebody share, this is what I experienced a year ago. And these are right. the physical symptoms. These are the things that I'm still currently working through as far as repercussions of going through that experience. Right. And this is how I'm, this is how I'm navigating it. This is kind of these are the pros and cons of kind of the situation of where I'm at right now. Um, that I still have days that I, I wake up and I, I can't migraines or the sleep or whatever it is and stuff. Like right. that. And I think that's so powerful for people to realize, Oh, okay. I'm not crazy. You're I've right. seen, I've seen a couple things and I'm, I'm having some, um, symptoms in different areas of maybe my life or body resulting from right. some of the stuff that I've had to navigate and, and assist through, you know, in my, in my job, you know, I, 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 I love it. I think it's right. really good, you know, and, and was really educational on the podcast medium from last week with Eric, but, but also that's what it sounds like when you get two first responders and veterans or whatever in a room, just sharing stories. Yeah. And so that part of it, 
kind of rekindled that fire of how I want some of these episodes to sound. Yeah. Just, just the boys sharing their stories, yep. talking about the thing. But what I really liked in particular, I really liked the idea he shared of post-traumatic injury. I like that too. I like because that the thing, like the thing that I don't stress about it, but I'm really trying to fight the stigma of the D. Yeah, the D of disorder, because D also stands for definitive and definite, and like all the things, and it's like and death. If if let's jump into it, because like the, all of the things, that's it. That's it for you. Yeah, this is your identity. And I don't think that has to be the case. Yeah. I no, think when absolutely. you approach it like post-traumatic injury, you know, like I said, I believe I said on that show, I can't remember the episode I said it, but the, the idea, like if you, you, when you go into this industry, when you go into the military, maybe not so much the military because I was super young still, a little bit dumb, but in this industry, you go into it knowing, okay, I'm going to get beat up quite a bit physically and probably some mentally as well. Yeah. There's this understanding that that'll happen, but when to claim it a disorder, yeah, I I think when we talk about stigma of mental health, I think that D needs to go. Or or use it appropriately. Use it in the cases where it's now caused. If it isn't, that is the thing or a clinical diagnosis, but to blanket the whole thing as a disorder is no. The injury leaves space for the resiliency that we as as the body and the mind and the heart of a human has to. Absolutely. To overcome. And I think an, an injury is a great picture of something that that hits the body in some sort of way mm-hmm. and it's going to require some sort of duration and process of, of healing and therapy and support and you know, whatever that looks like. And even with any type of energy injury, there is always going to be some potential long-term result from having gone through that, but, the, but it encompasses right. so much more of that resiliency. Right. And I love that. I think that's way more appropriate. I really loved having Eric share that. Right. Well, it's, and, and if you look at it to make a physical comparison, everyone who knows me in EMS world knows I broke my neck. My neck's no longer broken, but the aftermath is that is my neck definitely has arthritis in it. So yeah. there are definitely days when that pain shows up, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's good. so that's yeah. going to be a thing. You're going to be injured by the things you mentally, by the things you see and do or are involved in. You can heal in the idea that you're whole, but it will creep up and you'll have days and you'll have smells and sounds. And it's just, it's just being, being strong enough to, put yourself in a space where you learn to navigate that. Yeah. If you don't, and that's the disorder comes when you're not willing to navigate. Yeah. You kind of get when stuck you just in kind of, you get stuck, you get right. You get yeah. like lost in the moment of how it all started. And you just stay there. Yeah. You just stay in that same thing, that same, you know, and I'm not saying that's easy. 
you know, around the same time every end of summer, I think about that dude who blasted himself and I watched him do it and the smells and the memory of it. And four or six hours of, you know, of, of the day. And then I shake it off or I have another call or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, I just, all that to say, we've had some really good past couple of weeks, good guests, good episodes. It's been great. You know, and then with that, what I want to shift into still on the mental health piece is I texted you earlier today, but like the danger of, of comparing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and just, and, and the reason I say that is because while, it, while comparisons made are, they're true, they can be true. And like I just said, you go into the military, you go into combat, you become, you join the first responder community. You have some idea that probably you're going to get beat up physically and mentally. And then, so when you make the comparison of this group, you know, this piece of community, you know, actually has worse cases or I'm like, well, probably true. You can say for someone who wasn't prepared, completely innocent bystander who got thrust into some traumatic event. But then the thing that happens is we start comparing and then, and so to play kind of that, the comparing guy, I'll say, okay, that's true. Maybe this group of people have a higher level or rate. It's like, however, if the traumatic incident they had, let's say was a fatal car accident or they saw one or they were in the car and they didn't die, but someone else did. Yeah. Okay. But I responded to four of those today or I responded to two overdoses, a full arrest and a GSW or, you know, and it's just, and for police, yeah. I got shot at like six times or these, this, you know, this, or my partner was my st- part- stabbed fatally. Right. <laughs> or yeah. like yeah. I'm a cop and 14 cops have been ambushed and eight of them are dead. Yeah. And like all those things. So, and the reason I say that I'm cautious or I would like the people to be cautious about making the comparison because like I'll shout out Tammy, Tammy Cromer, shout out to Tammy, but she runs Claire's Hope. She's yeah. a director and she's accurate when she says these children that are ripped from their homes, that is a scar. That's a wound that lasts forever Yeah. or being shuffled around in the foster care system yeah. that doesn't go away. And I fully agree with her yeah. 100%. And the young woman who is raped didn't train to be raped. Right. Like I fully agree. But where I want to be cautious is, is in our world and first responder world and in the veteran community, we have the suck it up tendency. So what happens is if I've gone through all this stuff and then like, I'm, I'm cool because Tammy is my friend. And if it wasn't for them and, and our knowing them and all this, where I am right now doesn't happen. So it's different. There's a different connection. Right. But we have a tendency in our world when I've gone through a bunch of stuff 
And then, then I hear from anybody, like, except for these kids have it worse than my first responder, my service to the community, my veteran warrior mentality goes, that's why I got to suck it up. Mm, yeah. You see what I mean? And then now I'm like, ah, nope, she's right. Cause she's right. So now well, well, I got to suck we it have up. To, yeah. And I, and it's not, what I'm saying is that's opposite of what I need to be doing, but it's what like a dude like me, that's what I'm going to do. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. I knew I was going to see this. So I just gotta kind of put I gotta suck it up. up. Yep. I gotta I gotta just push this down because these kids, you know. And then like I will say that I've done this. I've responded to where mom and dad or mom and boyfriend will typically have overdosed. There's babies in the car. Yeah. And then part of the scene is CPS has to come. Yeah. If they can't get grandma or grandpa or mom or dad or somebody and they take these kids away. And so, and like, if I'm honest, as tragic as this is, it's not very overwhelming to see somebody overdose anymore. Yeah. See, it's like a daily occurrence. Yeah. But it's tragic to see, okay, now these kids are in the system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and here's the thing. What's, what is the goal of that? Because if the goal is just to put, like, who can be far up enough on the totem pole to matter... And that's what, and that's the, where I want to be cautious because I facts think, are facts. Right. What's true is what's true. But if we start playing the who's worse than who, we, we lose the idea that it's, it's so post-traumatic injury is super nuanced. Okay. It's different for every, everybody. It hits everybody. Well, it different. reminds me of what Eric said, your VP of operations, your assistant, assistant VP. Eric He's assistant has, VP right now. Okay. Yeah. He on on when he was on with us, he said when you meet somebody with like depression or mental illness or whatever A B or C, he's like, mm-hmm. what I've learned is that you've met one person with that, right? And I and I really think that that can apply here because if you've met one person in the first responder industry battling whatever they're you know whatever. You've met one first responder in the industry navigating what they're navigating. And, right. and so just as like in your job, you don't go to that overdose and say, oh, yeah, I've seen this. I'm going to treat them like I did that last other time. No, you know, because that guy them. might need two milligrams of Narcan exactly. or you might mean eight. Exactly. And we don't know. We, we just know, generally speaking, and that's for everything, right? That's right. for anything, cardiac, any injury, any anything generally speaking i'm going with a mindset of my approach will be a but then i'll get there and like oh damn it's actually going to be b and e right you treat them as that person and i think that that person and everybody needs to be treated as that person yes that individual it's that nuanced yes and i don't think and the totem pole i kind of almost comes like with this feeling of only the top couple of people are going to get help. So we have to fight for who's most important, who needs to get the most attention when I I think that that's what, you know, as we we could kind of say the world kind of wants to make everybody kind of fight for that attention. Right. But as well in a social, social media driven society, that's just, that's what, 
that's what algorithms and that's what all that has driven. That's right. what it drives home. Right. It's like, okay, now we have to compete for who's worse. Right. And like, so an example from today, from over the weekend, and it's just foolish, right? But Tom Brady said, because he doesn't live where he plays. So he says, I feel like sometimes when I'm in the, in a football, in the, in the season, I feel like what it must feel like to be on deployment. What he meant was just being gone, but the whole freaking veteran community has lost their minds. I'm like, like, it's not deployment, (laughs) but, but this whole, this whole thing of the, like the dire need to remind of everybody how bad, how bad they have it or how bad it's just, it's just foolishness. It's like, it's, and in my opinion, it's a bad look. That is a bad look for the veteran who wants to claim with this hand warrior. And then over here, it's like, oh, how dare you, Tom Brady, diminish what, what we went through. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You got the volunteer to do that job just like he did to do his. And like the whole how much he makes by comparison like if I could say this directly to the veteran community, shut up, shut up. Like who cares? Like I don't want his job. My job's better, right? You know and what it mean? could like, be an opportunity for a great conversation. It could be something you know. Right. That's, that's and how it, he it's felt not in meant that with malice, but like no. every single time somebody makes a comment like that, you don't have to blow up the social media space with this weird, stupid. Everyone's mad at Tom Brady now. Uh-huh. He's, <laughs> I really don't think the dude meant it. I think his intent was more like, okay, I go down here for the entirety of a season. Yeah. I have to travel. I'm gone all the time doing the thing. I'm away from my family. And I'm, I'm away, away from, from my yeah. family. Yeah. But it's, but it's that. So we get caught up in this who had it worse comparison. Yeah. When truly, I mean, stuff like what we're what we're working to build in this community is there is enough support for everyone. Yeah. There is enough resource around for everyone. And the more of that environment and culture that we can cultivate, the more that it's not, Oh, okay. So you two out of the 30 of us get to matter. No, everybody, everybody gets to matter. Everybody appropriately support each individual through what they're individually going through in, in, in the right way. And I, I think that's possible. Right. You know, the, the kid, the kids in foster care get to matter just as much as our first responders right. working in Genesee County. And you know, you know, you've heard me say it. And so I'm going to say it again, but talking about one suffering doesn't take away from the suffering it, of another suffering. It doesn't. It can it's actually just, bring us together. To right. really have that much more compassion and empathy for, oh, you've experienced pain and suffering. I have too. Like, let's support right. each other in that, you know, because right. it's hard. And, and the thing is, the beautiful thing about it is when Tammy and I have this conversation, she's not, she's not saying, you guys should just suck it up. Right. These kids have it worse. She's just saying these kids are just babies. Yeah. Like, and she's not even saying, you knew what you were getting into. I say that, but she's not saying that. We had an inkling that we would get beat up. These kids, these babies didn't. 
Yeah. They're just babies. But even then, but so like I, I wanna give I wanna give such grace to first responders though, because I I still believe that okay, yeah, I signed up for a job that I was gonna see some crummy stuff, but I, I don't think I mean, in a way, I feel like it's kind of like parenting. Like, you kind of think you have an idea of some of the things you're getting yourself into. But then when you get into well, the thick yeah. of it, it's it's hard. When you get into the thick of it, like, you realize the the limitations that we have as people to endure some of the things that we, we put ourselves through. And I think that there is a little bit of a suck it up of you're on the next call and please give this next person the best that you can for them right. in that moment. But it's right. not just totally forget yourself and never right. take care of yourself. Right. And that's, that's really the skill set that needs yeah. to be taught. Yeah. But like, like I'm going to put in a request to Chris Petrello. He's been on the show, but he's the director yeah. of Genesis's EMS program. Okay. And I'm going to reach out to him and be like, Hey, let, why don't you let me come in? That would be really cool. Let me speak to the EMT class. Let me say the words like, hey, man, if this is what you're aiming for, it's going to beat you up mentally and physically. And it's going to break your heart. Yeah. It is. And you need to know. You need to, under, you need to go in understanding that. You need to go understanding you're nobody's victim. You're, vol- you're putting your hand up. You're saying, I'm going to go. And I'm going to do my best. I'm probably going to see dead guy a handful of times. And it's going to be horrible. Yeah. But they need to know. And I think the kind of, I have some idea, but then I've seen it. And I'm not really prepared. I thought I was prepared because I watched, you know, Chicago fire a bunch. Yeah. I thought I was ready for it. But I think... I think that'd be impactful, right, to actually well, go yeah. in and say, like, Well, and then all these new guys coming in this industry and everybody's trying to put on this face, like, it's just another day, deal with it. And all these young people are like, I don't, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff? Right. You right. know, it, it's almost, it, it's, it's just now kind of reminding me of some of what you've shared about getting out of the army. You had all this training to go right. and do the thing. But then you went through one line, signed some papers, and then it was like, adios, check, you're good. Deuces, homie. And I've got no training on how to process what I just went through. Right. You know, and, and what's I think cool with that, though, is some, And this is what we're doing, right? Yeah. 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 They're working on the opposite. They're working. I mean, there was like, we had Roger Khan on way back in the day, and there was... Yeah. There was resources, but no one uses them. Yeah. I went from, dude, listen, I went from Honduras to home. My unit was in Honduras and I got out. My time was up. So it wasn't like I was in the, in the garrison. I wasn't on Fort Lewis or anything like that. That might have been different. But all these dudes, and kind of too, like, kind of going down a rab- the military rabbit hole. But when I came in, a bunch of us came in together. A bunch of us got out together. Now it's like everybody went in and everyone's kind of trickling out. Okay. You know, and now, like in the past 20 years, most people get out because they were injured okay. and they get medical, you know. Medically discharged. Or they're like, dude, I'm really screwed up I'm mentally. Okay, we're going to get you your help. Adios. Yeah. Can't use you, you know. But, yeah, it's it's just... There's so much nuance to post-traumatic injury and so much nuance to mental health and blanketing it and 
sectioning it off. And like you said, I like the analogy of the totem pole making, I think it's, it's in some ways there's some importance to it to understand that there's levels to this, like everything else there's levels, but it's equally as dangerous if you start comparing or you have a bunch of dudes because I'm the guy. Yeah. Like I just said, I'm the guy that's more apt to be like, oh yeah, you're right. I'll suck it up. I just won't. Yeah. Because like, I promise you this, the call we've talked about a few times the last few weeks with the, the doctor and is trying to kind of take himself out. That really, that really hit different. That messed me up. Had I had a conversation about kids getting yanked from them home into foster care, I'd have buried it as quick as you can switch the lights on in the bedroom. I would have been like, oh, yeah, you're right. Nope. Yeah. I'd have buried it. And that's not healthy. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing where you have a tendency to do in the first responder community, especially, but in the veteran community, I suppose. It's what doctors do. Yeah. That's why they have such unspoken mental health stuff. Cause there's always the next, there's always the next one, the next one, the next one. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll say for me right now, I think that we have had an interesting four years as a country and, and all this stuff, but just even just mm. for my, my family, we've had an interesting, I'm using the word interesting. And what I really want to say is really hard <laughs> for a few years. But again, right there, I don't want to really put myself up on top of that totem, you know, totem pole. Because I'm like, well, you know, my problems aren't really as big of problems as anybody else's. But you know what? When I share that with my people, I I can I can let my problems be important. And then right. I'm also learning how to be like I'm building that resiliency of like, no, this is this is stuff that I'm learning how to to handle and I'm learning how to navigate and kind of breathe through and I'm learning more of what I'm capable of. I'm learning more of, um, who God is and how much he loves us and Mm -hmm. what he wants to do in my life and through me. Um, but I'm also very encouraged that I'm not crazy and I'm not the only one, (laughs) you know? So with all this mental health stuff and everything, I'm realizing, you know, Nick, you know, if you look back, a couple of years, Nick was on and talked about his depression and anxiety. He went through a really rough bout of it end of 2019. And I'm learning that, you know, I have, I deal with my own stresses in different ways and it comes out in different ways that I'm becoming more mm-hmm. self-aware. And so I think that with all this conversation and all this energy put into mental health with your company right now, with the industry, with Genesee, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that we're doing. Um, And that so many people are working on right now. I think for me, it's extremely encouraging that, hey, I'm not the only human on this planet that's ever dealt with some hard stuff in my life, some disappointments, some losses, some scares, some fears. Um, And I think that if if I can encourage this industry, um, you know, we get to be a part of that for each other and then also take space for ourselves too and just yeah. be able to take that next step. So it's, in, it's encouraging, even though it's still hard, <laughs> but it it's, encu- it's encouraging, you know, it can be encouraging. Cause like what you said with that, the, the injury, in, uh, injury word is that it, it gives space right. 
for healing for healing to getting back to that whole yeah. personhood yeah right and that's and that's what the goal is yeah so i'll tell you this i'll land the plane this way tonight because i had the question i get questions and usually from other christians the questions is it's typically the same and we aren't doing shout outs tonight because i was specifically asked to not <laughs> but but the question is is how do i do this how have i done this for so long yeah and maintain my faith and i'll yeah. say like this and this is for free, our freedom center listeners if you've been around for minutes you know and my favorite way to say this is like this a wise man's mom once said that this is in heaven and it isn't hell and it's where good and evil are converging for man's soul so well in the first responder community we are quite literally where the water is crashing on the rocks yeah. We've inserted ourselves into the space, like directly in between in the battle. So that understanding that that's our place in this battle of good and evil, you know, that that helps me. But also, no matter how bad it is or how dark it gets, nothing changes between me and God. And that's it. And that's how I do that. And it's just that simple. No matter what, no matter what I'm feeling, finger quotes, the fact of the matter is nothing changes between me and God. Amen. And there you go. That's the answer. End it right there, Jim. And, and, I'll, cue the music. Let's do like, it. No, that's too easy. But that's really it, man. So no. that's it. That's all it is. That's good. So, all right. Well, we got some cool episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. I am going on someone else's podcast, which is wild. Another studio doing a thing. Hope I don't screw that up. Nah. Probably won't. Yeah, we'll get time. But <clears throat> yeah, we got some big things coming. We're super excited for the show. And that's it. Thank you to Freedom Center and Kingdom Builders for your continued love and support. Thank you to our listeners. And like we like to wrap the show up these days, if you need help, get help. Please. dial or as like I've said a million times before as I would do it text 988 and you got the pros out there that are waiting for you that are ready to take care of you cool. alright man see you next time <laughs> <laughs>